Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. Hey, you damn guys. How's it going? Hey. Yay. Hey. It's Friday. Is that what day it is? Oh, well, I guess this is going to come out on Tuesday. Hey, hey, it's Tuesday. Hey, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I don't even care. How about that Tuesday, I everybody? I don't care what year it is. Tuesday again? No problem. <laughs> Podcast and taco time. <laughs> there you go. No, that's a meme. Obviously. Yeah, this is our uh, book club oh, podcast. Sorry, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> we're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And here's Danielle to tell you all about it. Hey, we're going to read a thing. And then we're going to tell you what we're going to read. And you're also going to read the thing. And... Then we're going to talk about what we read, and then you're going to listen to us talking about what we read, and you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about what we read. That's a hey, you damn guy. Is he going to send in an email? Or are you going to leave a comment on social media or something like that? And then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we read, and that's a book club, and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Yes. Wow. That was amazing. Thank so you. good. Very good. All right. We have Tuesday sh- again. Tuesday. No Tuesday. problem. <laughs> We got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. I got um I got a shouts outs to Matt Strackbine, the letter hack. Matt Strackbine. The letter hack. Book, Book club, club member, member, yes. I have double shouts outs for him. Double the first shouts outs. The first shouts outs is I wanted to shout out his YouTube channel. So Matt has been doing these series of awesome interviews and he wants to host a debate on his channel. But he's trying to reach out to people to see if, if you're asking want. me whether I'll do it, the answer is no, John. <laughs> okay, I'm I not won't. asking. But I'm asking maybe our listeners uh, know somebody that might want to okay. do it. Or maybe they listeners, want to Listeners, do you know somebody who might want to do that? Well, Ross Radke has already said that he would do it. Okay. He would be interested in different views on separating art from the artist, mm. traditional versus digital comics, how to fix the comics industry, crowdfunding, and self-publishing, collectors versus readers. I thought those were all interesting. Yeah, so... Um, hey, so reach out to Matt. And the second reason that I wanted to shout out Matt Strackman was because I got my I got my Mondo Hollywoodland comic. Mondo Hollywoodland comic. Man, that book looks club so awesome. member. It's really nice. Yeah, really good quality comic. Yeah, definitely order yours today. I'll link it in the show notes. So yeah, great product. Um, always good to support our book club pals. Matt's always putting out quality work. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's good. So thanks so much, Matt. Oh, and also shout out Ross Radke. He's an awesome artist. Yeah, Ross so. Radke. Ross Radke, book club member. Yes, get in book there. Book club member. Get in there and follow him and then and then debate him. and then Debate meet me. In, and then meet in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that the real debate everybody needs to know is uh, which movie is better, Superman 2 or Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, this is the Richard Donner cut. I would say the regular one. I Yes, I would... Because the Richard Donner one just recycles the ending from the first one. It's yeah. like, you're going to do this again? <laughs> you're going to spin around the world again? You can't do that every time because that's the joke. Is that like, well, wouldn't That's Superman... why it's better. <laughs> He's just being honest. <laughs> He's just being honest. Wouldn't Superman just reverse time? Yeah, he time? would. And he will. And he and, did. And then <laughs> he, does, Good. he just does it again. Good. <laughs> but in the original, he kisses Lois Lane and made her forget, her, forget Bad. everything. Bad. Not good. <laughs> Boo. It led to a great robot chicken sketch. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where this he goes around and ki- starts kissing everybody. <laughs> True. But at what cost, Aubrey? At what cost? They all fell in love with him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and now it's time to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out. 
hardback copies, digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out. We got a hey damn guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Hayden Orr says. Great episode, you bloody bruvs. If you want a weird Daniel Radcliffe movie, check out Swiss Army Man, wherein he plays a corpse that is befriended by Paul Dano. Just two creepy boys creeping about. Uh, I haven't seen that. Wow. I have to check that one out. I, uh, I, I put it on my list on Amazon, and then it was off, and now I think it's back on. I don't know. I'll have to check it out, though. Haydenor describes it here as just wonderfully strange. He goes on to say, speaking of cryptids... Do you guys have any favorite cryptozoological freaks? I personally love the Mothman. Yes, we love the Mothman. We love the Mothman. In this house, we love the Mothman. And the Flatwoods Monster. Really weird, borderline alien cryptid freakos. The Hopkinsville Goblins. The Loveland Frogmen. And the Fresno Nightcrawlers are also fun guys. Also, it's interesting that you bring up the weird vampiric lake monster using a glamour. As I recently read a couple books about vampires where glamours slash psychic masking is important to their existence, it always is. Ah. As these vampires' bodies do age over time, they have to present a psychic glamour to humans so they look normal. In fact, one is so old it results in a jump scare where they lose concentration and their true form is shown. To look like one of those bog mummies from Europe. Horrible stuff. Anyways, really enjoying the actual book club episodes of Baltimore and comparing and contrasting from what we've already seen in the comics. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for that, Hayden. Yeah, Very really good. good. And thank you, Wes, for running those Baltimore episodes. They've yeah. been really fun. I think it would. it's an interesting... Uh, I can't remember where I read this or heard this or whatever, but I'm sure this is not my original idea. Obviously, this is like somebody came up with this and I was like, hmm, interesting. Someone was like, I see every vampire movie and book and everything as that, as they have, they just, it's a glamour. All the sexy, cute, hot vampires, it's just a glamour oh, always. Right. No one ever yeah. talks about it. Right. Or they, whatever. They don't look like that. That's like yeah. their headcanon or something. I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> yeah, headcanon okay. that they had. Very cool, yeah. In terms of like favorite cryptids, mm. there was one that we would get scared by. Like, you know, because there's like the cryptids. Who's we? Uh, me and my brothers and my cousins, like when we were little Growing kids, up, you okay. know, my, my friends, sure, uh, my peer group or whatnot, right? But like, there's cryptids like Bigfoot or whatever, and you're like, well, I'm not really. He seems like he'd be a pal, uh, but I'm not really in like the area. Friend. I'm yeah. not really in the area for for Bigfoots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like around me, Bigf- Bigfoot's also not really known to like eat people or anything right like he, oh, he, so he just he, seems known, to just mind his own business he, he's known for walking in and out of uh, out of focus cameras and yeah. very misty areas yeah they <laughs> bigfoots seem to mind their own business they seem to just kind of be doing their own thing whereas what's this that you're talking about when i was little they would tell us that we you know it was kind of one of those things where uh we didn't have phones and whatnot so yeah. like you just had to be home at a certain time sure. most of the time it was like before it got dark yeah so that's what they would say is like be home before it gets dark right and one of the things that they would scare us with was la llorona okay right? so do you know what this is this is a mexican folktale oh, and the... like it's a and a lot of times it's depicted a lot of different ways they would tell us that it was a big owl right but it was an old lady it was an old lady and she turns into a big owl and then wow. she gets you you know what i she mean or gets whatever you. And a lot of times they would say that, um, and I was looking for it right now. Maybe it was like a local thing where I'm from, or I don't know if I, I don't know if it has anything to do, or maybe I'm mixing different things. But they would say something like, if an old woman came to your door and asked for salt, you had to give it to yeah. her. 
And if you didn't give it to her, then the next time you came outside, La Llorona was going to come down and get you or something like that. Listen, There was stuff like that that they would say, you know what I mean? As somebody from the fucking swamp, if an old lady came to my door asking for salt, I would absolutely (laughs) give that to her, no fucking questions asked. Are you kidding me? You don't even need to tell me that. But so I do remember like actually getting scared about that. And then now I think like they have even made a movie of La Llorona and stuff like that. Like. I didn't. I never realized that it was that popular of a thing, but yeah, for sure it was, and you know, whatever. That's, so that's, that's kind of one, I guess. That's good. That's one that I could offer. What about you guys? Favorite cryptid, Aubrey? Well, I guess I've never really thought a werewolf wouldn't be considered one, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. Werewolves. All right. Well, then werewolves because they scared me when I was a kid. But other than that, I really haven't given it much thought. Yeah. <laughs> I think since uh, this the werewolf is dependent on the humans to transform back in and out, that that's less of a cryptid and more of a like folk tale. Yeah. Sure. Or something I guess. Legend. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I do uh, very much love the Mothman. I know that that was already mentioned, but uh, when we were younger, Sohan, remember West China Tea Company? Uh, my friend Sohan wrote a song about the mothman uh it was a really good song i still remember it nice uh i think that some of the lyrics went he's the mothman that i remember to mention the mothman comes from another dimension which i always thought was very clever <laughs> that's a good i love it it's very catchy that's it's a, a good, catchy yeah. song man that's a good, so uh, that's it's a, a good catchy rhyme song. right there thank you hayden that was great we also heard from mark tweedell mark tweedell book club member uh mark said Danielle, I'm so glad you love Leonide the Vampire. Yeah, oh, it's it was great. I really enjoyed it. I read it like three times because it's, it's just two issues. Yeah. So I just I kept reading it over and over again. It was among my favorite comics in 2022. Aubrey, you need to read it. Noted. I'll get onto it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's good. And then at probably parent at probably parent book club member. Yes, Ben and Alex said I second the you should read it. It's gorgeous, start to finish, word-wise and artwork-wise. Everyone's getting on your case, Aubrey. Yes. Okay. They're getting on your case about it. Even people that don't even know you. Damn straight. <laughs> they know you. They're your friends. <laughs> yeah, they know you. Now it's time to go on to our next section. What do you see? What do you say? Yes. I've got a, I've got a what do you see, what do you oh, say. Oh, okay. Great. Guys, so uh, today, I'm very late to this, but I, I saw it. I can't remember. Someone posted about it somewhere. Afro-man's... Why are you disconnecting my video camera? Oh, yeah. AKA, I think the song's actually titled Pound Cake. Okay. Or Lemon Pound Cake. <laughs> I think it's I think it's titled Lemon Pound Cake, but on YouTube the name of the video of the song is Why You Disconnecting My Video Camera. And the other song, which I very much like and got stuck in my head, Will You Help Me Repair My Door? <laughs> so just a little bit of backstory for this if you're not if you're unfamiliar with this. On August 21st of uh, 2022, Afro Man's home was raided by all these the sheriff's department right, at right. where he lives. And so on August 23rd, he posted all these videos of them raiding his home. So he's been like trying to you know get this sorted obviously that was completely fucking wrong. They should not have done that. They they broke down his door. They, they broke down his door and yeah. his gate, and they had no reason to even be there in the first place. And they're just like oppressing him. And but he wrote a song. About he wrote it. a couple songs. He wrote two songs about it, and uh, they're great. I I am obviously against the fact that they did that. They should not have done that. That 
that fucking sucks. But I am glad that we now have these two songs because they're fantastic. They're st- I, got, I got them stuck in my head. They're great. He released these music videos um, on December 29th, 2022. And on March 14th, 2023, this might be why I'm just hearing about it now. Um, the police officers are trying to fucking sue him for writing these songs and releasing these oh, videos. Wow. So the music videos all contain the footage oh, of them fucking he, with him. Okay, and, so yeah, so I watched these. Yeah. Um, so Afro Man, one thing that that was awesome about his part was... <laughs> Afro Man, by the way, you may remember him from Because I Got High. The from, I think that's the song that the made song, him famous yeah, okay, from the 2000s. Yeah. But uh, his place was decked out with video cameras. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. He, so the, he, it has to be because people are fucking with him. So he got all these cops and he got all their faces. He got everything that they were doing, everything that fucking they were going they through. They stole his money. Literally so just straight up robbed him. He wrote verses about all the different cops that are in the videos. He writes about everything that they're doing, how they're going through his his jackets, how they're going through his stuff. And every, I mean, spe- he's he's specifically talking about what's on the video. Yeah. But it's in a song, and they're good songs. They're good songs. Like, you would think, like, for just putting this thing together. They're great. Um, but they are really good songs, and they get stuck in your head. That's amazing. I didn't know that he was getting sued for writing those songs. I'm trying to keep myself from actually singing them right now. Like, yeah. they're so good. They're really good. Even if this so, just you... gets him back in the limelight a little bit. Sure, like, yeah. you know, that's, I hope something good comes of it. Like, maybe he sells some I merch saw, or something. Uh, there was a YouTube comment that said uh, Afro Man did uh, inadvertently uh, his own MTV Cribs <laughs> because it's it's his place Man. is awesome. Yeah, his house is amazing. He has so many cars and so much stuff, and so him by him releasing all this video, he's also showing off his his house. Yeah. You get to see what his house looks like, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> anyway. That's good stuff, yes. I'll I, link them I, in the show notes. I want to describe what's in these songs, but I won't just, like, just check them out. I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's language in there, so if you're not a fan of that, yeah, just whatever, yeah. but I fucking love these songs. They're great. Yeah. If you're listening <laughs> to this, you don't mind cusses, obviously, yeah. Wait, so it's what fine. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, he's anyway. great. So, yeah. He's back, baby. Is there a thousand pounds of weed in my soup pockets? You crooked cops need to stop it. There's not a million pounds of weed in my supercar. Awesome. I started rewatching um, the 2004 Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, it's been over it's been over 10 years since the last time I watched it. I remember it. very much liking that. Um, it's been about I don't know, over 10 years since the last time I watched it yeah, and It's been a long time. I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was just like, I have the complete Blu-ray, so I just popped the first disc nice. in, yeah, and yeah. now I'm on disc four. <laughs> I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of the Portlandia skit. Have you seen that one? Mm. Oh, where they just, yes, I have. Where they that like <laughs> they end up really like, missing work because of that. Yeah, it's really good. That's a good one, man. I was just thinking of that show the other day for some reason. Oh, because Katie Sackhoff was in The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Interesting. And I was like, oh yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Anyway. Fun, She's great. fun note, one time we were at Comic Palooza, um, and I was, that was that first year I dressed as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're at a bar afterwards, and we look over, and there's the entire cast of Battlestar Galactica, or almost the entire cast. Wow. Sitting over there, and like we don't go over there and bother them, because that's just rude. Right. But um, as we were walking out, they were standing right there, so I walked past, uh, who played Pre- President Rosalind. 
Oh, she's great. I love her. Yeah, I just walked past her and said, I, I love you, Madam President. <laughs> she's like, thank you. Uh-huh. And then the guy that played um, Starbucks' husband, Michael Trucco, I, um, I told him, oh, I love you guys. And he's like, I love your Joker costume. And I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went home happy. <laughs> Very cool. It's nice that they weren't like uh, shitty to people in now, public. Now, hang yeah, on. Wait a minute. Let's let me let's back this up because people will often describe someone as being shitty when it all that means is I didn't get a lot of interaction sure, from sure. someone I don't even fucking know. If someone like acknowledges okay, you yes. in a friendly way, like, oh hi, thanks, like and someone's like, Oh, they were so rude. Like, no, they weren't. You're just demanding someone's time and attention when you okay. don't fucking deserve it. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess what I should have said was it was nice that they acknowledged you, you know what That's I mean? Nice, and yeah. and yeah. they were just like happy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nice affect about it. Sure. You know, in any case. In any case. In any case, because like I people dress as the you're, Joker. You're absolutely <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? I'm sure well, Trying to go out the weekend of a convention is like a really d- probably a nightmare. Thing. Yeah, we didn't go out of our way to bother them, and we just happened to walk past them as we were leaving. Right on, which That's is how nice. you do it. Yes. That's how you do it because yes. it's like you know, you obviously there's no expectations there. If you do get a nice positive interaction, nice. If not, forget it. It's yeah. they're in their own You're private just, lives yep. right now, and yeah. they don't owe you anything. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah, good stuff though. That's, I that's like that. good. Good discussion, gang. I have. I also had some uh, some quick recommendations. The new Deer Hoof record, Miracle Level, incredible, just came amazing, out. Yeah. love it. It's really good. Um, Deer Hoof. It's uh, it should be out by the time the I don't know. Wait, no, I think it comes out on the thirty first or something like that. Oh yeah, it, you got an early has, release. Well, album. I ordered the record, yeah. so I got the record early. But VIP you, record. But if you have um, streaming services like Apple Music or whatever, the first. And there's like three songs that you can listen to already. It's really cool. Uh, I really like their music. Uh, they continue to innovate and be creative and cool and awesome in a very catchy and musical way. And, and then, a musical way. A musical band with yes, musical instruments. M- musical. And uh, it's a very, music is very musical. You know, it's like it's music. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday again? No problem. <laughs> no problem. There's also uh, one of our favorite rock bands, Clutch. So if you have the streaming uh, d- services, they released a live album on streaming. Oh, did they? Oh, cool. Uh, it's uh, from 2022, Clutch PA Tapes, live in Copenhagen, 2022. Nice. They play a ton of songs. They play a bunch of new songs. It's all live. It sounds really good. So, yeah, if you're a Clutch fan, check that out. Free live album. I was excited about nice. it. Nice. Oh, cool. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week, we're continuing our discussion of Silver Surfer, the run by Dan Slott and the Owl Reds. Right now, we're discussing issues four through six, which were published from May to July 2016. This is Silver Surfer Volume 8. I didn't realize that. I was looking that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Pretty cool. Who's this I see on the cover here? Is that Dupe? Yeah, we see Dupe on there. Yeah. So uh, when we last discussed the story, the Silver Surfer died, quote unquote, using all his power to destroy the Illuminatrix. This act saved all of Earth's culture, but it destroyed all of Zen Law's culture, the Surfer's homeworld. Shalabal, after all of this was left in a white costume, all her culture was erased. Meanwhile, the Avengers tended to the fallen Surfer. So uh, we have the cover here. All the Avengers are on there and Dupe. 
which I think is a, is great. Um, I'm, I'm glad you point that out because he wasn't in the story. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I was hoping he would be. He was more of a reference to Mike Alred, I think. You know what I mean? Because he's oh, one of the yeah. char- he's one of his characters. We've already seen Mad Men in here, so they got to put a dupe on there. The pose of the surfer is a reference to Mantegna's Lamentation of Christ. Okay. You see that painting. Uh, it's the same pose with the blanket and all that stuff. I like how he's laying on his board in the bed. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's another great cover, you know. So I mean, yeah. I really like it. It's colorful. Oh, we have Hellcat in there. She's not. She's not in the issue either. But um, Ant Man and the Wasp. It looks like they're. Oh yeah, nice little detail. Or is that just Ant Man? Ants. 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 Ant Man. We open with glimpses of all over the world. Everyone knows the surfer now, and they're celebrating his heroic act. They're showing China a real place, Russia a real place, America a real place, and Wakanda. That's a made-up place. Right. But that's okay. I mean, it's Marvel Comics, (laughs) and that's, you know, probably one of the most famous comic book heroes that's from Africa is from a made-up country called Wakanda. That's Black Panther. Right. And so uh, I guess we've also got uh, Storm... Aurora, where's she from? Uh, Kenya, I Kenya. believe. Kenya, okay. We're looking at all these countries. Some of them real, some of them not. Yeah, why didn't they put, like, Kenya or... I guess because Wakanda, oh, I... Wakanda is important to the Marvel universe, yeah, probably. Guess, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. All the uh, Zinlavian stuff is getting swooshed away, and all of the regular stuff is back again. Yeah. All the culture that was once in these places is back again. Uh, back to normal. And we see like Reg and Eve Greenwood and they're like, yay, the surfer did it. Over with the Avengers, they examine the surfer. He has no signs of life. When Dawn puts her hand on him, the surfer absorbs the ring he gave her and he breathes. Well, and so the, re- so the reason like why he's all un- unconscious over here is like, because this, it's it describing what just happened is that he, the surfer used all of his life force to yeah. Make that happen. And it so wasn't just his yeah. cosmic power, but his yeah. life force right. as well. And right. so the rings are still part of his life force. Yeah, yeah. And so they're going to give them back. Yeah. Of course, Alicia Masters says, the rings Norn gave us, they're made of a part of him. And so the thing goes, so what you're saying, wowza, what are we waiting for? Come on, rings, do your thing. So that's a reference. We know. To the thing 1979 Marvel cartoon <laughs> produced by Hanna-Barbera. I, I didn't know about this cartoon. So oh, he's a little, oh he's a little kid. Yes. Benji Grimm. And there's no Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's just him. And when he wants to turn into the thing, he puts his rings together and he goes, thing rings, do your thing, or whatever. Oh, yeah. man. Definitely look that up on YouTube. No, yeah, I have. Hilarious. I yeah. have. Well, I, I didn't know you didn't know about it. But, uh, but so check this out. There's another layer to this joke, and you can tell that Mike Alred is a fan of this because there is this FF run that I'm a fan of that Alred also did with Matt Fraction. FF Volume 2 from 2018. So there's a character in there. Her name is Darla Deering, and she's a pop star, but she becomes part of the team. And uh, so she wears the thing suit, and when she activates it, she puts the rings together and says, thing rings, do your thing. Okay. Oh, great. So That's it has awesome. actually appeared in the comics through Mike Alred, and then here he is referencing it again. Thing ring, do your thing! So when the surfer absorbs all those rings, he asks for Dawn. So they take him to the hospital. We cut over to the Zenlavians, uh, so in the last issue, we only saw Shalabal 
and her costume was all white. But now we see the entire army and their uniforms and all their vehicles are just white blank shapes. They can't even remember Zenla. I like how this one guy's like, I can't remember Zenla. <laughs> That's what he's. They just they're just all yelling because they're angry. My mind. It's a it's a blank. So Shalabal rallies her troops and she's like, Server, Surfer, you're a traitor, and now I'm gonna get ya. I love the expressions. Ooh. I yeah. love the expressions that Alred puts on these characters. In the hospital, all the Avengers monitor the surfer, literally all of them. I like how they're all in the room there together. It's, it's just, a bit much. It's really colorful too. I, I just really like it. Uh, it. It's very pleasing to the eye. I feel like I'm reading a comic book, you know? Plus the Doctor, Don, Alicia, Masters, and the Thing. Even Red Wing, Captain America's Falcon. I love it. <laughs> I he, love it. He also joins the watch, but he's not actually there to seize the surfer. Red Wing is alerting them that the Zen Lavians are coming. Daredevil Good senses job, it Red too. Wing. Yeah. So the superheroes head out to save the day, but before they leave, the thing tells Alicia, I need you to stay with Norrin. Understood? As they all head out, Don is like, I think it's sweet the way he looks after you. Alicia says, That's not it at all. An entire alien race is out for vengeance on this man. Ben knows that if he and Earth's mightiest hero should fall, he needs me here as a last line of defense. So we get a great suiting up scene. I really like this, oh, right? this is great. I like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the gearing up panels. And then we have an awesome splash page, right? Uh, I really like this. It Squirrel remind- Girl. Squirrel Girl. Yeah, we got Squirrel Girl. I like Miss Marvel, how she's all big and everything. Kind of reminds me of the... Uh, on Avenger uh, Age of Ultron, you know how they do the they tried to do like the splash oh, page yeah, that was where a... all the Avengers are going across the screen, you know what I, I mean? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that's what this remi- that's what they were trying to do is something like this, yeah. right? I mean the you know, it's pretty cool. I like it. So we get these great double splash page fight scenes. Um and again, I really like the panel layouts on all of this. The art is really impressive. We get a bunch of quips. We learn that the Vision is a fan of jazz. And Jackson Pollock. Of course he is. (laughs) And all the Avengers are working together to try to keep the Zen Lavians from the hospital. And soon the cops and the civilians also join in fighting the Zen Lavians. There's some great action shots. There's one guy telling him to go back to Jakku, the planet from Star Wars. Oh, right. Yeah, there was that reference. I'm glad you caught that, Aubrey. You mess with one of us, you You mess mess with with all of us. I'm walking here. So Shalabal finally makes it into the hospital. She's able to break in despite all their efforts. A fool and a blind girl don't stand a chance against her. I am many things, Shalabal, Alicia Masters says. Unarmed isn't one of them. And she unsheathes her walking stick into two batons. On one of the batons it says, Happy birthday, Alicia, from Matt in Braille. That's I thought great. that was so sweet. I thought that was really cool, yeah. So this is what she means by being the last line of defense, right? I think uh, she was some sticks. She's pretty awesome. I like how she's... Uh, I love uh, Shalabal. She's like, unbelievable. <laughs> and then she's like, great galaxies or whatever. Like the, <laughs> She says all those things like the surfer says. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's funny as they're fighting. Well, that's the, uh, the lexicon from where they're from. Yeah, yeah. That's it's good. how he talks. She's like, I have no desire to hurt a primitive backward bam. Ow. (laughs) Sorry, you were saying, your highness? (laughs) Yeah, I love all these. I love these action panels. And it's awesome to see Alicia Masters get to be a badass in this issue. I was actually looking at her Wikipedia or whatever, her Marvel fandom page, and it referenced this. In her weapons category, it mentioned this walking stick. Awesome. 
I just remembered something. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but memory unlocked. Remember we were talking about Bigfoots earlier? Uh-huh. For some fucking reason, I don't know why. I just remembered one time I accidentally caught a TV show where Henry Rollins was talking about facts, and it was like some facts with Henry Rollins or something, and he was talking about Texas, uh-huh. and he was like, did you know it's illegal to kill a Bigfoot in Texas? <laughs> and I was like, Henry Rollins, what are you talking about? Wow. Okay. I may have been. Maybe I made that up. Is that real? I don't know. I don't know. Is that Nobody real? Nobody will know. Did I dream There's that? no way of finding out. Did I out. dream that? <laughs> uh, is that a memory or did I? Uh, is that a real memory or not? I don't know. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Let me know. No, it's legal. It's legal to shoot a big phone Oh, in it's Texas. legal. It is okay. legal, not illegal. So apparently in Texas, it's perfectly legal to to shoot a Bigfoot. Almost, you can. It okay. seems to be perfectly legal to shoot anything here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, right? That's true. Yeah. Boo. 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 But yay to Alicia Masters. She definitely kicks a major ass in this scene. I really like it. Um, but eventually, Shalabal gets the better, and she whacks Alicia really good. As she comes down for the killing blow, Toomey sacrifices itself. Oh, no, Toomey. Screeching out. And this suddenly wakes the surfer. The severing of his bond with his board shocked him back. He's deflating like a balloon. I know, it goes sloop. And then clang. He tries to get Don and Alicia to leave, but Don steps in between them and Shalabal. Shalabal thinks she has some powers too, because she like reaches out with her hand. But she says, I don't know how to fight or have any powers. I just know I won't let you hurt him. I like her face in that panel. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Really good. good. But the surfer says that Shalabal deserves her justice for losing her entire culture. Your own culture, Norin Rad, Shalabal says. I know. Do with me what you will, the surfer says. She says that for being a traitor and erasing all their culture throughout the entire universe, he deserves the ultimate punishment. We turn away. You choose to stand with Earth. Now we, your people, choose to stand apart from you. We no longer know what Zen law is or who we are. But we know this, Norinrad. You are no longer a part of it. From this moment on, you have no home. Great uh, double-page splash. I love the panel layouts, all this, as she makes her exit. Uh, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think like she was going to... I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, I thought she was going to like kill him or something. She just fucks off like, bye. Okay, boy. The surfer, he helps revive Toomey, and he, Don, and Alicia go back to check on the others. The surfer thanks the Avengers for watching over him when he was at his weakness. He says he will forever honor them. But the Mighty Thor says, no, good surfer, the honor was ours. A big old limo pulls up and a man steps out to greet the surfer. Look at them flags. He's from Wakanda, the thing says. They're loaded. Ask for a million bucks. <laughs> okay, hold on. Speaking of those flags, I mean, I know it's probably just a coincidence, but it really does look like the Thundercat symbol to me. It does kind of look like that. <laughs> the guy says they came from the United Nations. He offers the surfer citizenship to Wakanda and China, France, Russia, Japan, Egypt, India. All the different representatives step out. And don't forget the U.S. of A., Captain America says. I like things like, yeah, forget all them other places. As far as I'm concerned, you're from Yancey Street now. So the surfer says, thank you, all of you. I appreciate the sentiment, but I know where I'm truly from. I can still feel the pull of it across the light years, the part of the sky that was home. And he kind of reaches out with his hand, but Dawn takes his hand and she holds it to her. She says, Norin, here, if you'd let me... I'd be your home. Yay. I'd like that, Don Greenwood, very much. And everyone clapped. (laughs) Yay. 
yeah, we get a giant splash page. We see all the Avengers in there, plus all the UN people, and then like all the New Yorkers because you don't you mess, mess with, with one of them. You mess with all <laughs> of us. There you go. Uh, very good. Opening up uh, chapter five, uh, we get the cover here. So I did want to talk about this. Did you guys uh, look at this cover at all? So there's a bunch of different uh, famous people in here. Did you notice like any Who's of the comics artists? I, w- I was trying to find it. I swear that there was like a Reddit thread or something where somebody like found everybody that mm. was in here. I found this article from CBR.com. How many faces can you recognize from Mike Alred's Server Surfer 5 cover? I'll link it in the show notes. Um, this features likenesses of dozens of recognizable faces from the comics industry, including Silver Surfer creators Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, I Neil see... Gaiman, oh, sorry. Gerard Way, Kelly Sue DeConnick. I see Kevin Smith here. Matt Fraction, Jim Lee, Darren Cook, Kyle Baker, Stephen T. Seagal, Jim Sterankel, Tom Brevert, Kevin Smith, Shelley Bond, Michael Cho, Frank Miller, Frank Cho, Jamie S. Rich, and Alonzo himself. And that's just a few. Yeah, so I definitely, like, I see Jim Lee in there. I see Kevin Smith. I think that uh, the Alreds are also in here. And um, Dan Slott. Because you were mentioning, Aubrey, on a previous episode that, like, if Madman is a comic in the Marvel Universe, then they all must exist or whatever. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." So I think that they're probably all here. That's fun. Um, So that's really cool. Is that John Byrne? Yeah, probably. I was uh, upset that I couldn't find more research on this. and I didn't have time to, like, look up, like, every creator and see if they're in here. But um, one thing that I thought was interesting is that he even included local people... I found this one website, Eugene Oregon Marketing. Tom and Jessica Walker are featured on the upcoming cover of Silver Surfer. So this is like a local marketing company. And apparently the head of the two people from that company are in here too. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, not only did he put famous creators, but he probably put like friends and family members. And you know what I mean? Like just like, you know, whoever he wanted to in there. So... Really cool. If anyone knows more research on um, the different people in this uh, in this cover, I'd love to see that. So we open on the moon. We see the Watcher, but this is not Uatu. It says. Do you want to talk about this, Aubrey? Do you remember? Do you know any of this? Is Nick Fury? He shot Uatu, and now he's the fallen or the chosen or the whatever. The unseen. Yeah. The unseen. Yeah. It, it's comics. It's comics. <laughs> That's a good way to describe oh, it. Oh, and he's the one that told Thor why he lost his. Um, his worthiness and it was like after so many years i was like gore was right oh okay and i just like that's it that would have been great had it only gone for like maybe three to six months but after like three four years this is like <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> not to be picking on that story or anything i haven't read the whole thing and i'm pretty sure it's great it's just yeah it just, yeah it seemed like a letdown <laughs> right right on earth the silver surfer is still being celebrated i love all these little anecdotes right he gets the key to the planet the price of silver goes up at the Olympics, everybody gets, or the winner gets silver instead of gold. Now I've seen everything, <laughs> the Unseen says. It's Nick Fury. It's a joke because he has one eye. Get it? They've got Silver Surfer Day at the baseball stadium, and the baseball players are asking the Silver Surfer to sign the ball. They got to see Hamilton in the front row. They thank him for saving every play and musical ever written. And the Silver Surfer is just being inundated with all these people thanking him. I like this where everyone's like handing him like a, their like a guitar, their favorite record, or you know what I mean? Because every sports, cult, everything that's tied up in culture is now well, we he's got, tied uh, to it in some way. We got a David Bowie album. We David got the Bowie. Wall, we got Clockwork Orange. We got the Beatles. Rubber Soul. Oh yeah, good job there, Aubrey. Don asks him how it feels, and the surfer says it's strange. When you live as long as I have, you get used to how things actually 
change, he says, gazing off at the former Baxter building, now Parker Industries. And he's citing a cream record. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's cool. He asked Don to go home to Anchor Bay. He's had enough adulation for one day. Uh, One thing I thought was interesting here was he calls Anchor Bay home. Like, Don even asks him. She's like, to Anchor Bay? And he's like, yes. So, like, I don't know. That's sweet. He thinks of that as as his home now. Well, they get there, and and she's like, oh, I guess we should have seen this coming. And he's like, forgive me, Don Greenwood. It appears I have ruined your hometown. Yes. (laughs) I love these. uh... It appears I've ruined your hometown. All the signs. Welcome to Anchor Bay, home of the Silver Surfer. If you're here, you're rad. And and (laughs) all the people people are dressed up in silver with hats and serving surfboards. And those goggles or whatever that look like his eyes. That's my favorite little detail. I want some of those. Well, it looks like this guy's just got those sunglasses that are cat size. <laughs> I think this would be a doable cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd just end up looking like a big wiener. So uh, Anchor Bay has become a silver surfer tourist I attraction. Think <laughs> I think like maybe like one percent of the population can pull off silver surfer. You've got to be absolutely jacked, like shredded. Oh no no no! I meant like this 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 guy with the the gut looking up at him. Yeah, I, I that's could what do, I'm saying. I could do that. <laughs> you could cosplay as the guy that's cosplaying. People in the would comic. be like, "What are you dressed as? A big old condom?" I would be at a comic convention, holding a surfboard. Oh, a surfboard! You'd have the surfboard with you. Everyone would be so annoyed by that. You should definitely do that. Everyone will hate it. Oh yeah, definitely. Over at the Greenwood Inn, Eve is spraying spectators with a hose. They have all these people crowded around. The surfer apologizes, but Reg Greenwood says it's fantastic. They're booked for the next five years. Don and the surfer make it inside, and Eve asks him to silver down. When he does, he doesn't have his Norin Rads and Lavian digs. It's all blank. So Don goes to get him some clothes. Over these two pages, I really like the panel layouts again. I like when he does that little circle in the corner... I like this like square panel right here as he like realizes that everything's all weird. Yeah. I figured it out, Aubrey. You should do like the uh with into the Spider-Verse when you've got like Spider-Man that's given up. Oh, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, you could just put on some sweatpants, paint your chest silver and everything, and then just be like just have be the oh. silver surface that just kinda is on his day off. Yeah. Kind of a thing. That's Norin nice. B. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His his jumpsuit here kind of looks like uh, when Kirby would draw him as a surfer. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting, Aubrey. Yeah, good job there. I like her jacket. Oh, right. Her, I like the, her jacket. It's always like a different version of her polka dot ladybug. Yeah, thing. he does a good job keeping that fresh, but still recognizable. That's cool uh, detail, Aubrey. I like that. So when Don goes to get the clothes and he's alone, he's like, uh... What brought me to this fate, bereft of identity? I am truly alone and apart from every other being in the universe. And then the board bonks him on the head. Ah, that's good. And he's like, why would you? And it's like giving him the two thumbs up. And he's like, oh, yeah, things aren't that bad. I like that moment. That was really cool. Eve's husband, Costas, comes up. And the surfer at first thinks that he's there because he wants his autograph, but he's there to actually bring him clothes. We go downstairs and we see the family. We learn that Costas is a Brazilian angler fisher. And Eve only met him because she was filling in for Don at the inn. Reg is gearing up to take the annual family portrait, and Norrin Rad comes down. And when I say Rad, I mean Rad. He looks so <laughs> awesome. He looks like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> He's like, what? These are human clothes, yes? And Costas is like, don't ask. He went straight for that outfit. But Eve says, don't listen to them. I, I like it. You just go on being you. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> 
that is Norn B. Rad right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. That would be the cosplay. Have the surfboard. Um, I like how, as they're getting ready for the picture, Don is like, come on, Toomey, you can be with me. Toomey gets to be in the nice. picture, too. Norn isn't sure if he should be in the photo, but Reg tells him he's one of the Greenwoods now. Don shows him on the wall where the picture will go. And Norn is honored as he looks at all the family pictures. And that little kid, Jeremy, approaches Norn. Do you remember this little kid, Jeremy? He Vaguely. Was, he yeah. was in his underwear on Toomey. Oh, yes. And he was like, I'm the Silver Surfer. Oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, he's still there staying at the inn. He tells Norn that he's not a poser. He was into the surfer before it was cool. Okay. The surfer thinks he wants him to sign the comics. Um, he's got FF72 here. The kid's got a pretty rad comic. I was going to say, yeah. I was like, man, holy crap. These are some amazing back issues that he has. Jeremy says, they don't make Fantastic Four comics anymore. Okay, so do you know what? Do you remember this when they weren't making the comic? Yeah, that was. Okay, so the in story thing was Reed and Sue and uh, Franklin and Valeria went around the multiverse recreating it after Secret Wars. But in the real world, yeah. they stopped making the comics because uh, Fox owned the rights and they didn't want to promote them or something. I mean, that's right. that's the rumor. I don't know if it's actually 100% true, but I mean, around it, this... it's time time is when Fan Force Stick came out. Yeah, r- right around this time, the X-Men title wasn't really doing a lot, right? And the Fantastic Four title wasn't doing a lot. And a lot of people were saying like, because they're with Fox and Marvel's probably going to get the rights back soon, they don't want to give them more material. Because okay. if they write, because if let's say they come up with a really cool X Men character, they come up with a really cool Fantastic Four story, and then Fox goes, "Oh, well, let's just make that into a movie." A bad, terrible movie. Exactly. That everyone hates. But yeah, it is kind of weird, right? It is kind of weird to be like, well, yeah. they went back to their home world or whatever. <laughs> what do they say for Poochie? It's not that weird. If if I mean, think about just the sheer volume of shitty fucking Fantastic Four goddamn movies that they've crapped out yeah, over the yeah. years. And it's kind of like, I wouldn't want to fucking make any more of that shit either. I'd be like, no. It was never confirmed by Marvel, so yeah. it's only it's only speculation. It's only memory. speculation. I'm just saying it is that uh, you know it was the timing was rather convenient. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought this was interesting because they have the comics from the Marvel U in the real world. So the Surfer is saying that Reed would send transmissions of their adventures. And then the adventures are being made into a comic. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't right. know. Have they ever talked about that before? I think so. I remember that being a thing. Um, I remember like when Mark Wade did a run on the Fantastic Four. They talked about how they were like an enterprise, and you know they were a business, and they sold like their licenses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I don't remember them specifically talking about the comics. But right, it was a while ago that I read it. Okay. Jeremy says that all his comics are messed up now since the Surfer saved all their culture. Every trace of Zenla has been destroyed, and the Surfer examines the comics. And so, what comic uh, is this, John? Well, first of all, like you, I think this is really cool because you see this comic where they're all in white, the Surfer and Shalabal. Yeah, that's actually Silver Surfer number one. But they've taken one of the panels and taken all the color out of it. You know what I mean? So that's the actual panel. If you recreated it with no color, you know, and, and nothing in there, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, but this other comic. Thank you for asking, Danielle, that he's reading right here where it says The Watcher, Journey's End. So I had to, like, look for this. I had to try to find this comic. This is Marvel Collector's Items Classics, Volume 1, Number 5. And this story is about this guy, Wilbur Weems. 
It's Wilbur just, Weems. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, so you want me to tell you? Want me to, yeah, what is it? Okay, it's so tell weird. Me. So Wilbur Weems, he's like a little nerd, like a little... He rat, sounds like a fucking nerd. Like a little skinny, like nobody likes him. Yeah. And he's like picked on or whatever, and he's in the army or whatever. I don't know if I'm getting all this all this correct. But what matters is they send him on like basically what's going to be a one-way mission. Like, and they make him think that it's because he's awesome, but it's really because they just want to get rid of him because he's worthless or whatever. So they, so they send him on this mission and he lands on this planet. And when he lands there, he turns all handsome and he becomes a hero there. And so like, and that's the end of the story. Okay. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it was really like, he gotcha in the end. I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it it ended up being good for Wilbur. Anyway, I thought it was weird that he's reading the story. Somebody had to be a fan of that where they're like, oh, and he, I mean, there's a lot of detail. They recreated like the entire first page of the comic. In order to be loved and accepted, you have to change everything about who you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's the story. So when he sees the picture in the comic of the Watcher, he's like, ah, there's someone that I need to talk to at once about this, that they they can probably help with all of this. So he goes up there to see the Watcher. Uh, when he leaves, they're like, hey, there he is. And uh, Eve cops out, all right, that's it, show's over, go home. You know what, back. don't make me get the hose. <laughs> so the surfer goes up to the moon, but he doesn't find Uatu up there. He finds the unseen, Nick Fury, right? And he's like, you're not going to like this, surfer, but I had to kill the Watcher. And so the surfer's pissed when he hears about this, and so they start a big fight. Oh, I did forget one thing, that when uh, Nick Fury went up to the Be the Unseen, his son, Nick Fury Jr., became Nick Fury. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. Yeah. Not David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. Right. <laughs> but I just killed you. No, you just killed my life model decoy. Uh, but I love all these panels. I love this middle panel where the surfer's like charging at him with his full unbridled fury. Really good colors there. And back on Earth, they can even see it from the from Earth. They can see all this stuff going on on the moon. And they're like, wow, what do you think that is? And Don's like, it's probably it's a couple Norn. of guys on the moon, on <laughs> yeah. the fucking moon. She's like, it's probably Norn fighting somebody up there. Like all casually. She's like... Find uh, somebody on the moon. Yeah. They're like, you're serious? She's like, this is nothing. I've actually seen him surf a moon. Boom. Right into a guy. More Amazing. lemonade. I <laughs> love that. So uh, in the middle of their fight, there's this moment where he knocks over the the flag from the moon landing. And then Nick Fury is like, oh, you better not have messed up Neil Armstrong's footprints or whatever. That's from the 1969... We know what it's from. Moon landing. It's from the moon landing, John. But there's, a, there, but there's an error on this page. Yes. Oh, there's the an The flag error. should be all white. The, the, the lunar thing is not there. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, so the top part should be gone for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay, so then there's two errors because the flag... Uh, the sun would have bleached out all the uh, dye in the flag. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The Unseen says that he knows the surfer wants to know the fate of Zen La. Did any of its cultures survive? The Unseen says the surfer already knows the answer. Yes, he says. But um, the Unseen says that the surfer possesses a power greater than his. Choice. You can build a future for yourself. You can make it whatever you want. Don't you see? You have the power of choice, surfer. You can choose your own destiny. So the surfer goes back to Anchor Bay, and when he sees Dawn, he tells her he should put his past behind him. But that is where it has always been, inescapably so. The past is a foundation on which we all stand. And now so much of mine crumbles beneath my feet, you wouldn't understand. And Dawn says she does. She leads the surfer up to the attic. It's where they put all the things they don't want to think about. And she opens a box and we see pictures of her mom. One day she got up and left. She said that she needed more in life. So they have all her stuff up there. 
And as they're looking at it, Dawn says that she'd love to ask her a million questions or just say goodbye. Why don't you, the surfer asks. And he reaches for this, like, old hairbrush from Dawn's mom. But Dawn says she's put it all behind her and she's okay with it. I think, like, that's the important part is she's like, I'm yeah. okay with this. Yeah. But he, he's immediately like, oh, I want you to come with me. I have a surprise. So he starts taking her out. Um, we see them go by the Grand Canyon and an Amish community. I love this Grand Canyon shot. It's really cool. We also see Parker Industries. This is the San Francisco division. Peter Parker is there himself with Ariabella from Horizon University. I like this classic panel here, this round panel. Yeah, really good. Oh, love it. Great. With the spidey sense and everything. He does a great job with it. Man. Or they both do. He and Laura Alred both do. So this whole Horizon University, Parker Industries thing, it's from the Spider-Man comics. This is what was going on there at the time. Aubrey, what's going on there at the time? This is after the Doc Ock Superior Spider-Man thing and... uh, I know what that is. I understood that reference. So he's uh, got his own industries, uh, Parker Industries, and he's uh, the man of the world right now. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. He, so um, Horizon University was formerly the Parker Institute, and then his friend took it over and he called it Horizon University because okay. his friend used to run Horizon Labs. Anyway, it's a whole thing. They got their waiters on yeah. here. Oh, and then I believe Dan Slott is still writing Spider-Man at this time. Oh, wow. Oh, Okay. Ariabella is telling Peter that they need more money to study these new sea creatures that have been swimming to the surface. And we see she's got like some sort of octopus in a tank. Don't put him in there. So his spider sense goes off and he thinks that it's because he sees the surfer flying by. But could it be because that creature's in the box? We, we'll, talk, we'll come back and talk about this, but I, it made we'll me see. wonder, right? So they pass by the Golden Gate Bridge. The Full House Bridge. The Full House Bridge. <laughs> Don thinks that the surfer is showing her all these cool landmarks, but he says he's there for the impossible. Don, with my cosmic senses, I can track a stray atom across countless galaxies. One strand of hair off an old brush was more than I needed to locate your mother. Not cool. And here she is. You no longer have to put her behind you. Ask your moon questions, Don Greenwood. This is my gift to you. Aw. He missed the mark. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying real hard. He really missed the mark, though. It wasn't out of malice or anything. Little, he just uh, didn't know. I know. One little detail here is... Uh, the ladybug magnet on the she's fridge. She's got a ladybug magnet yeah. on the fridge. There you go. Do they not have social skills? Man. Where he's from? I, I on don't that know. planet? I mean, he's just so... Yeah. It's part of his character arc, I guess. Is that... Maybe he Maybe just he... Per- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, maybe it's just him. Maybe he's neurodivergent. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't understand that that's, you know... Not a cool thing to do. So, uh, Chapter 6 is an amazing cover. He's trying, though. He's trying. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, look at all these comic book covers. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so y'all are looking at the uh, Omnibus version, but I'm looking at the... uh the single issue version and it's this is apparently silver surfer issue 200 yeah wow so it's a milestone issue that's fun good job there aubrey um and you can see all the covers in here look at all these covers we've got the mobius ones i actually recognize a lot of these yeah Yeah, we've got the mobius ones ones in there um i like that they have this like graphic novel in there cool um Really cool. Silver Surfer 4, that's a classic cover with Thor. Yeah, these are great. We've even got some Ron Lim covers, which I was happy to see in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're awesome. So, yeah, really cool. Good stuff. You see how there's Silver Surfer 1, and then there's Silver uh, Fantastic 472, and in the middle, on the right side, there's like a greenish cover with Thanos. That's one of the first Silver Surfer comics I read, I think, or I don't know. Oh, it's, in that, it's in that first run. Yeah, okay, so that one and then that one? 
Oh, yeah. Because those are both Infinity Gauntlet crossovers. Right, right. So we open at Horizon University. They have a pretty extensive aquarium section here. They sure do. (laughs) Peter and Ariabella are examining these new cephalopods that have been apparently living near the Earth's core for centuries. Mm. Some other guys from Horizon University, Max and Grady, join them. They've been living near the Earth's core. There's no fucking way they could be in those tanks. Mm. They would have to be pressurized so (coughs) much that that wouldn't be possible. Hey, they've got Spider-Man money Okay, okay. All right. It's magic. It's magic. We'll say it's magic. I like these two characters that walk in, though, Max and Grady here. So these are actually characters from, if you're reading the Spider-Man stuff with all the Horizon, this guy Max is the the one with the glasses. He's actually the head of it. I like them. And then Grady is a really smart guy that works for them. Uh, They join them and they start talking about the cephalopods. Their arrival seems to be related to the alien guys zapping Earth and then everything getting zapped back. Ariabella gets freaked out by the sea creature. It turns into something she imagined was under her bed. Monkey doll head. Monkey doll head. Did you have anything that you were scared of like that? That you were just imagined? No. I don't think I did either. I was just scared of like real stuff like werewolves and clowns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Werewolves for me for sure. Yeah, yeah. You were scared of werewolves? I wanted so much to like meet some werewolves. Well, I, I, at first I was scared of werewolves and then I wanted to turn into a werewolf. Nice. So yeah. that's how it kind of like, that's how it kind of progressed. Ooh, but maybe at first that's why I, you're scary. But at yeah. first I was, at first I was scared of them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think that, I don't know if I really had anything like that that I was yeah. scared of. We had weird toys as a kid. Like I'd show up to my, I show up to my mama's house and there'd just be like all kinds of weird shit to play with and whatever and we, we none of us gave a fuck if it was all weird looking. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if that you was... would have liked monkey doll head. Yeah, it's you would fine. have done something creative with it. I guess I don't know. It just was one of those. I don't know. I'm trying to think of if there was anything like that as a kid. I don't know. I guess I was more scared of like dying in a fire. Oh, okay. Or uh, like dying in a car accident. I was <laughs> real scared of that. I still okay. am. I yeah, really, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Okay. I don't want to die in a car accident. You know what I mean? I get scared of that. Like driving on the freeway and shit. So yeah, I don't know. Monkey doll head seems great. It's fine (laughs) to me. So Peter looks at the at the cephalopod and it turns into the green goblin. I like this part where they're like, Why would that guy be one of your worst fears? And they're like, Oh, well, it kills one of Mr. Parker's loved ones. And Peter goes, Yeah, that must be it. Pretty good. Max Why t- wouldn't it be one of you? I mean, he's terrorizing that whole yeah, entire city like every other day. How many times has he broken into their house? Exploded and s- a bunch of buildings. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, Scared Aunt May or whatever. Kidnapped people or whatever. I feel like most of the city probably by now recognizes him as like yeah. a major threat. Yeah, but they're in San Francisco. But that yeah. would be international <laughs> yeah, news, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it? I mean, that would be like... I don't know, but see, they don't experience it firsthand. Yeah. Because he's just hanging out in New York, blowing up people's houses there. Okay. Oh, I see. In okay. San Francisco, someone else is blowing up their But houses. he lived in New York, and so, yeah, it could conceivably be someone that he knew. Max tells... That's a good cover story, yeah, though. That's is, that's That's is, quick yeah. thinking. I like that. Oh, it's, it's like a friend of his. Max tells Peter that he should call his friend Spider-Man. And it would really help if he knew Silver Surfer, because trust me, dude, this is all his fault, he says. I like how... I like this guy. Trust me, dude, it's all his fault is paired with the panel of Don is getting mad at him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it has two meanings. Um, two meanings. That's storytelling. So Don is like, Norrin, that's my mother in there. And he's like, correct. Eh. My estranged mother, who I haven't seen in 15 years. Yes, I wanted to show you my appreciation, he 13. says. It says 15. Really? 
Yeah, oh, mine wow, says they 15. Cor- they corrected it. Oh, they, they corrected it. They made it 13. Good call, Aubrey. And, uh, Good catch. Thing. That's weird. Now have a picture of that to send to you later. What does that say? What does it say in the omnibus, though? 15. Can you... It also says 15 years in the omnibus. Ooh. Ooh. Why does it say 13 in the Marvel app? Maybe it's because it was from the single issue? Maybe. Now I have uh-huh. to go... Oh, I don't have the single issue for this one. I was going to uh. say, I have to go pull that issue, but I, I don't think I have this one. Anybody has a single issue, take a picture and send it to us. Yeah, let us know. Anyway. The surfer says, yes, I wanted to show my appreciation. You have comforted me, Don, as I have dealt with the loss of my culture and heritage. And I want to return the favor, a chance to ease your pain as you reconnect with your missing pass. Here, I shall assist. And he starts tapping the window and she's like, ah, and then they duck down. That's really good. Wait, wait, before we turn the page, I want to point out that this um, stove and its vent hood are not lined up and... That bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that's like an artist's mistake because I've seen houses like that too. Right, right, where they do that, yeah. It should bother you. <laughs> it bothers me. It's not right. That's not okay. That should be centered. I do like the like teal backsplash. Though. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, nice. More nice. color in homes, please. Yeah. I love the, like the outside of it is bright purple. Right. I just think it's it's good. It's good to have color. All this gray and white bullshit is just getting on my nerves. I love all this. There's filigree outside there. Oh, beautiful. Gorgeous home. I also like this scene where they're sideways. Yeah, no, it's good. Like, yeah. It's really kind good. Of sideways. So as they're talking, there's kind of this whole other element to his, the scene. His facial expression in the very last panel is fantastic. Right, because really he's excellent. like a... She's like, this isn't something you should do without asking permission first. And he's like, like the time I removed your tonsils without asking? Uh, this is way worse than tonsils. So I cannot fix this with ice cream? Ah, uh, she's so mad. I will take that as a no. Oh, man. The surfer says they could leave, but Don's like, ah, now that she knows that they're at the mom's house, she can just leave. And she kind of psychs herself up to do it. But I love this, how she's like, uh, he's like, I'll go with you. And she's like, no. I love you, Norrin Rad, but I'm so mad at you right now, and this is something I have to do alone. So he's like, ah, okay, well, of course, I shall be close by. I like her look here. I mean, we talked about it already, but it's a good look. Oh, yeah, yeah. The surfer, he kind of goes surfing around San Francisco. (laughs) Everyone's like, hey, what are you doing? No, but before that, there's this one part where he's like, once again, I have done more harm than good. So many years on this planet, and still, its people remain a mystery to me. Hey, it's Silver Surfer! Yeah. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> I like that. Hang I mean, in, man. Hey, man. Do a flip! Do a flip! Do a flip! I love do a flip guy. Yeah. I love him. He's like, hello. But then he's like, wait, down there, it can't be. What are you doing here? We cut back to Dawn, psyching herself up to knock. I love the nine panel grid, you know, of like all the different ways, like uh, first she's mad and she's trying to think about what she's going to say and all this kind of stuff. Finally, she knocks. Yes. What is this all about? Hi, mom. It's me, Don. And we just see the coffee cup crash. And like that panel is out kind of outside of the rest of the grid. Don and her mom, Libby Winham, sit across from each other. Libby's arms are crossed. She wants to know how she found her and if everyone knows where she is. Don says it's just her and her friend. When Don remarks on all the paintings around the house, Libby says, It's something I always wanted to do. It's who I really am. I never planned on being a mother or having a family or even getting married. I'm sorry. But it's 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 very cold reception. Why are you here? Yeah. How'd you find me? What do you want me to say? What do you expect me to do? It's yeah. very like, yeah. Yeah. she's very on guard here. And her arms are crossed. She definitely did yeah. not want to have this interaction. So Dawn says she likes this one painting. The bee and the ladybug. Yeah, you see that? So yeah. it's like she had the ladybug, and so 
this stuff with her family is like it's in the background yeah. or you know what i mean uh, she just simply says i like that one and she's like no you can't have it it's already been sold all right jeez She's like, I don't want anything from you. I just like it. It's You're very good. Libby tells Don she's just defensive because she almost lost all her art a week ago. And she describes the events of the last set of issues when the Illuminatrix was stealing all of Earth's culture. Don reveals her role in that. And Libby remembers her from the transmission. Remember when they yeah. were all on the TV or whatever? We saw that. Don tells her how she travels with the surfer and all the adventures they have. Each and every time it's something strange and new. So we cut back over to the surfer, and now we see who he was saying, what are you doing here? It's Shalabal, except she's got blank eyes and a big old monster tongue that's going to get you. Ah, Jace, going to get you. <laughs> the sea creatures have become the surfer's worst fears. Shalabal, Magus, Fire Lord, these are other two heralds of Galactus, even Doctor Doom. The surfer blasts them, and he realizes they're fake. Well, Magus is also the uh, evil version of Adam Warlock, or his evil side. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So the surfer realizes they're all fake, except for yours truly, of course. I'm the one, the original, the amazing Spider-Man. I love the Alred Spider-Man. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. good. Man. It's so good. He's like, don't let that snazzy new suit fool you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and because this is like an Iron Man suit too, right? At this point in the comic, I think like he's got like later he does like a scan of somebody or something like that. Like, yeah, I, like I think it's got like inside of it, it's got like lenses or whatnot. Well, or, and then also like um, like on the covers, like you like the way Alex Ross would painted to be like a glowing thing behind the spider. Right, right. Yeah, it um, looks it looks like classic Spider-Man. It here, looks though. exactly like classic. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah it looks very good. So Spider-Man's like, you get that I'm not one of these shape-changing squid guys, right? And the surfer says, yes, your broad vocabulary is proof enough. Barely. Oh, silver surfer burn. (laughs) Spider-Man's like, huh? He says, I'm walking here. (laughs) Look at you making a funny, and everyone pegs you for a stiff. Truth is, Surfy, you've got a magnetic personality. I mean, literally. All these copycat fish, they're being drawn straight to you. All of the villains or whatever, the sea creatures, they're saying, feed us, feed us, over and over. So uh, on this next page, uh, this is kind of funny because Spider-Man's knocking out Fire Lord. And he tells the Silver Surfer that he took out the real Fire Lord once. I highly doubt that, the Surfer (laughs) says. And he's like, honest, Fire Lord, former Herod of Galactus. Boom, pow, knocked him out. I'm sorry, Spider-Man, the surfer says, but your Earth humor escapes me sometimes. (laughs) So um, this actually happened in Amazing Spider-Man 269. Spider-Man was in the black costume also. And like he beats him and then he keeps beating him and he keeps beating him. And then they have to pull him off of Fire Lord. And they're like, no, Spider-Man, don't or whatever. It's still when like the black costume is having an influence on him. But so it's uh, the Venom costume and not the cloth one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it's, you say black costume, I think that's oh, what I think. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. It's uh, 269, so yeah, it's the symbiote still. The symbiote. It's symbiote, however you want to say it. Did you say symbiote or symbiote, Aubrey? Fuck. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, symbiote. Right. Yeah, symbiote. We also see Terax, the high evolutionary. Midnight Sun is the guy with the top hat. And the blue one is Trico Slatteris, the champion of the universe. All of them need to shut up. That's who that mother. I I couldn't remember his name. For some reason, I kept getting stuck on the name of Tuma, who was. um, Oh, right. He's a Submariner character. Thank you, marvel.fandom.com. That's a great website for like little details like this. Back with Don and Libby, Don recounts the entire history with the surfer. We get all these great glimpses. 
of the Surfer versus Warrior number one and the Shark Pirates, meeting the aliens on New Haven and seeing Galactus, including the Dawn's sacrifice to save New Haven. And she tells her mom about it. She did stuff to save everybody. I love the panels of her face throughout. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. With all her of facial it like, expressions are excellent. And the, the color and everything as you go through the different flashbacks is just really cool. Really amazing. Just like a fun page to look at and look at all the little details. She even tells her mom about the time Euphoria became her. Ha! Somewhere out in space there's an alien plant that looks like me, Libby remarks. What happened next? So now she's all into it. Now the mom is like, oh, this is cool. You're having adventures. You're with the Silver Surfer doing all this stuff. There was an alien that looked like me. Yeah, that's true, right? Dawn goes on to tell her about rebuilding the universe and how Earth looks from space. That's an awesome panel, too. I really like that image. Yeah, that's really cool. I wish I could see that with you. Then you came here? To me? Libby asks. First we went to Anchor Bay, Dawn says, and she tells her how great the Greenwood Inn is and how Eve got married and pregnant and you're going to be a grandmother. And then there's just like one panel of like silence. And then Libby says, I think you should go now. She's real upset. Yeah. Her like t- eyes are filling up with tears. That's such a subtle little detail. It's like well, the mom is like, she's fucking mad. Oh, but Dawn. Dawn is obviously yeah, upset yeah. by that. Yeah. As well. She's very yeah. sad. She's. But how do you get that like translucence on the eye? That's like a subtle little. That's really cool. I like that. They um they didn't draw the black marks like that make up the eye shape ah, they yeah very nice that's cool i like that negative space negative spaces and so we see like she's actually leading dawn out of the house she's like let go as they go out they see everyone running because the surfer and spider-man are fighting all these foes we see mephisto morgue thanos super scroll the flying dutchman and Airwalker. you know all these guys no. <laughs> I know some of them. <laughs> and there's a lot of quips, right? I love all of this, where the surfer is like, Ah, I have the situation in hand. Says the guy with the floating surfboard, Spider-Man says, You know, you people need to put up more tall buildings around here. This is all very inconvenient for me. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the Scarlet Spider. Yeah, right? when he when he moved to Houston. <laughs> he moved to Houston, and there was that was written into the story that like he couldn't swing anywhere, and he had to like get on the back of a truck or something like that to go somewhere. Yeah, because our, our like downtown section is not that big. <laughs> so Dawn sees all this, and she runs in. Don, stop. It's too dangerous, Libby yells. What is that about when she says it's too dangerous? Why would she care at this point? She's trying to get her out of there. I don't, I don't know. know. This is what I do, Don responds. I like that line. Uh, we get a fantastic splash page. I love all of this. Surfer and Spidey continue their battle. Spider-Man tells the surfer that the creatures are from Earth and they're calling them terraforms because they're Earth-based and they turn into terrors. It's a pun. Not a very good one, the surfer responds. Besides, <laughs> these aren't my terrors, merely my enemies. My real terror is Galactus. And Spider-Man's like, ah, oh, you had to say it. And so it starts forming a giant boot. Um, but I like that the surfer's just dogging Spider-Man the entire time. It's just like, here uh, with all the different foes, we also see Warrior Number 1 from this series. He's one of the foes now, too. I like when uh, Spider-Man punches Mephisto, and he's all like, I don't know why, but that felt really good. <laughs> exactly, right? So do you want to talk about what this as a reference to? It's a reference to One More Day where he sold his marriage to Mephisto and pissed off a lot of fans. Right. <sighs> so because Aunt May got uh, hit by a stray bullet. Yeah, and, and so in order to save her life, they gave up their marriage. 
which basically said like they had never been together. Like it kind of yeah. wiped everything out of continuity yeah. that involved Spider-Man and Mary Jane. It also reset and made him made it to where nobody knew who his identity was anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. I mean, I did. I don't. Oof, one more day is not one of <laughs> not one I like, but. It did lead to Dan Slott writing Spider-Man, and that's some of the best Spider-Man. Right. This uh, That felt really good. Is kind of like, I feel like that was a very criticized thing. People reacted negatively to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even now, people have a lot of negative reactions to that story. They so are still mad about still it. Still mad about it. So, you know, I think that that's funny. That's a, that's a nice little in-joke right there. Yeah, no, um, for me, it was just like, okay, I don't want to read this anymore, and I stopped reading for like five years. <laughs> but I love this panel. As Dawn is running up, the Horizon University gang are also riding up, and they say, we've got this. Who are you guys, Dawn says. The army? Superheroes? Better. We're scientists. I love that. They tell the surfer that his cosmic energy woke them when it went through the planet. It woke all the creatures, and now they want more. That's why they keep saying, feed us. So the surfer silvers down... To cut off their supply. Trippy, I didn't know you could do that, Spider-Man says. I love his eye like he gets the big eyes yeah. right there. That's really cute. But Don says, don't do it. She reminds him that the wave he made included everything, including his life force. Nebulae unfolding, the surfer exclaims as all the terraforms <laughs> swarm in on him. That's really good. I like that. I'm going to start using that. All the tentacles or whatever, all the monsters are going for the surfer, and Don jumps in the way, and they start enveloping her. Feeding, feeding, they say. And the surfer jumps in to release her, and now they're both wrapped up in the tentacles. The surfer tells Spider-Man to save the girl. I'll save you both, Spider-Man responds. But the surfer says, I led these creatures here. I must fix this. With cosmic power must also come cosmic responsibility. You win. You win, Spider-Man says. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> so Spider-Man takes Dawn and the surfer is fed upon by all the tentacles or whatever. And so they were saying feeding and now they start saying fed, fed. Gross. I know, it is gross, right? Like, what is that little voice like, right? Hinch. Hinch. <laughs> rude. So rude. But the creatures, they seem to have their fill. And then they go home. They're all saying home now. And they get off the surfer. So the surfer says Zenlavians live for centuries. And he had more than enough life force to spare. But Dawn is in bad shape. Too much life force of hers was taken. And Spider-Man, using his fancy suit, does a scan and determines that she needs a blood transfusion. Spider-Man tells the crowd that it's an emergency. They need O-negative blood. And so right as Dawn is blacking out, she sees her mom, like, walking away. And, like, pretending like she doesn't know her. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, that's like... It's messed up. That's like the worst thing. It sucks. When she wakes up, she actually says, Mom, but it's her sister Eve. The surfer is like, I can fly from Earth to Titan in seconds. San Francisco to Anchor Bay is nothing to the power cosmic. But at first, Zahn is all like, Eve, Dad, Casas, what are you doing in San Francisco? Right, right, yeah. Remember in the last set of stories... There would be like these when Dawn, like she found out about Alicia Masters and Shalabal or whatever. And then there would be these moments where her and the surfer would kind of talk to each other and they would be these pink panels. And mm-hmm. so we get one right here at the end where she says, did you tell them? And he says, it wasn't my place. I understand that now. So that's like a little moment between them. You know, I think that that kind of the color is telling the story there. Reg Greenwood is getting uh, dinner ready. He's making meatloaf and mashed potatoes over with Dawn. Like she's looking at the pictures of the family and she's thinking about what her mom said. 
never wanted to be a. So the surfer comes over and he's like, Don, are you coming? Your father pressed meat into a loaf and destroyed potatoes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. And Don's like, it's my favorite. But she's like, Norin, I'd like to go back into space. He's, and he's like, yeah, sure. After dinner, we'll go. She's like, space. now, please. Okay. He's like, all right, we should say goodbye. She's like, now. Dang. That's so harsh. they just head out. And as they head out inside, they're like, Don, it's getting cold. And they're like, just give her time. But they're like going out of Earth and everything. Jeez. Where are we going, the surfer says. Away, Don says. That is not a destination, Don Greenwood. It's not even a direction. Again, I ask, where would you like to go? And she says, anywhere. Everywhere. Somewhere new and strange. And then she cries a tear and it kind of gets like stuck in the vacuum of space or whatever. Oh, it's no, just frozen tear. Yeah, that was kind of a weird ending to that. What did you think of that? Why did she decide to leave like that? She put all that stuff with her mom behind her, but then all of a sudden it came all trudging back. And then, like, you know, she's like, I never wanted to be a mom. She dragged her out of there. She saw her walking away when she was basically yeah, dying. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I mean, so Pony brought all these memories and emotions back, and she just wants to get away. Right. Couldn't right. deal with it. Yeah. 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 Oh, what do you have there? Oh, in the single issue, there's like a little cosplay thing. You were just talking about somebody being jacked. Is this guy jacked enough to be let's the surfer? Let's see. Let's see. Dang, bruv. He sure does look like the Silver Surfer. My gosh. Yeah, it's like in the uh, in the single issue, they have a letters page. I was messing around. You can obviously <laughs> cosplay as whoever you want with any body size or shape. That's totally... F I'm completely obviously fine with that, and you should be too. It's fine. It's whatever. Be any size Silver oh, Surfer. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think this was in the single issue. It's got like a cover gallery in the back, and it's probably like all the 200 issues. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like. I love that, Aubrey. You're gonna have to screen grab those and send that to me. You can be you can be any size Silver Surfer you want. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, but I I love this set of stories. I love having the Avengers in there. I love the stuff with Alicia Masters and the people love Silver Surfer now. You know because yeah. he's always like, oh, the Silver Surfer's gonna get you. The Silver <laughs> Surfer's coming to get you, and then Galactus is gonna come eat you. Yeah. And you're like, no, but now everyone's like, yay! The Surfer saved everybody. So I like kind of like that. That was that was a fun one. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, and I I always like these getting back to these Silver Surfer issues. Dan yeah. Slott really, you can definitely tell he enjoys writing the character. And yeah. Mike uh, and Laura Allred, the artwork is just, it's just fun and amazing. And and then there's just like goofy ass shit in this, and that's kind of one one thing that's really nice and fun about comics. It doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah. Like certain books do. Yeah. Monkey Dollhead's gonna get you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to hear what you guys thought, and now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Silver Surfer 2016 issues four through six. We really enjoyed these, and we want to hear what you think. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics, and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the uh, listener feedback theme. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Paul. Thank you, Only Beast, for the theme theme. You're welcome. And thank you, Ross and Matt, for the uh, artwork, the logo and the uh, banners and stuff. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying what you hear, uh, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody should join the book club. We'd love to have you all here. Do it! Next week, we're going back over to the Hellboy Book Club podcast for a special treat. 
we're having an interview with Adam Hughes. We're interviewing Adam Hughes. Book club member. Book and club amazing member. Artist. Yeah. So if you have any questions you want to ask him, uh, just send them to us. Yes. At, please uh, do. At hellboybookclub at gmail.com and bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Behave yourselves, yes. though. Yeah. When we have company. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm hanging out in the middle. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, I can't remember Zinlaw. <laughs> <laughs>